Carter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because you know we are going to tell you the truth and we're going to give you the facts because we want you to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How hey, are Herman. You? How you doing, buddy? Good. Let's start with the GOP shakeout that's underway. Yeah, I, I really do think it started. It's funny because about four years ago right now, we were leading up to the debate in Iowa, which I think was either the fourth or fifth debate and the Iowa straw poll. And you might remember when Tim Polenny did not do well in the straw poll, he dropped right. out, the former governor of Minnesota. Right. So this is not really, it's it's not too early to begin thinking. I, I know no votes have been counted or anything, but it's not too early to think that some people could be in a little difficulty. And first off, today CNN announced this morning for their debate that's going to take place next month that they have not invited Jim Gilmore. As somebody said to me on Twitter, who the heck is Jim Gilmore? Well, he is a former Virginia governor who was actually in the first debate, the pre-debate debate, but his poll numbers have not been above 1%. So CNN says unless that changes, he won't be there. Well, that takes you right. down to 16. Also, um, Rick Perry is now having some troubles. He has stopped paying all of his staff employees, not just it first came out that he was not paying them in South Carolina. Now it becomes apparent he's not paying them anywhere. That's and, been confirmed? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's his, his campaign has said that. And so, look, that, wow. you, you can't spin that in a good way. You know what I mean? No. Now, here's the, the interesting thing, is that the super PAC that backs Perry has a, a, a bunch of money. But Perry does not. So now we're going to see in sort of the new rules of campaign donations, how long can the former governor of Texas stay alive, even if he doesn't have money, but his super PAC does. Look, it's just not one of those things. You know, Herman, once you start going sort of down the hill, it's hard to turn that campaign car yep. around on yep. something like that. Because let's face it, he's going to go to South Carolina on Thursday, and he's going to have an event. And let's just pretend we're all reporters, and we go cover it. One of the first questions when he gets done is going to be, you know, maybe somebody might ask about Donald Trump or something. It's going to be, you know, are you going to drop out? Yep. Or, you know, yep. you run out of money. Yep. And it's so hard to turn that around, especially right now when there's no real, there's no real achievable contest out there. It's not like he can go win a primary next week or something like that and turn right. it around. One other person who's having uh, campaign money troubles is uh, Rick Santorum who last week, is re it, it was reported, he had shifted some of his staff out. And, you know, I think he can run a low-budget campaign, but I, I don't think he's got the super PAC resources that Rick Perry has. Now, relative to Rick Perry, you're right. When you start, if people, if donors, small donors, sure. if, if they start to Why do I want to give to him if he's going to get out? you yeah. aren't standing in the race, they're not going to give you money. Yeah. That, that's one thing. Now, the, the other thing that you mentioned about the Perry campaign is the Super PAC has money. Yep. They can't pay those staff members. No. And so what this also does for Rick Perry, because I saw it happen to some of the candidates when I was running, the only way he can stay in through the September debate 
is he's going to take money out of his own pocket. I don't know how deep his pockets are in order to just sustain. But if they've already announced or made it public that people aren't getting paid, that doesn't bode well, Jamie. No, it Not doesn't. And the other thing is, Herman, when you dig into the details of the CNN debate, in order to, um, uh, you know, there's different group of qualifications you have to go to. One of them is you have to have at least one paid campaign aide working in two of uh, the four early voting states. So you've got to have two aides on the payroll in either Iowa, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Well, if he's not paying anybody right now, he may not qualify under that one in order to get into this debate. We'll have to see what happens. I'm surprised that they confirmed that nobody was getting paid. Well, so, uh, the Des Moines Register, uh, yeah. you know, basically the, the, they quoted a statement issued by a spokeswoman for Perry saying that tough decisions have to be made, and they're no, no longer paying their campaign staff. Wow. So that's where we stand right now. And, you know, again, it's the, the shakeout. We've seen it where people, they, it just doesn't happen for them, and they don't gain traction even right. before Iowa. Uh, I don't want to say that Perry's dead or anything like that, but this is not a good story to have right, out there for Right, you. And I was talking with uh, Lisa Lisa earlier that if when stuff like this happens, you could very quickly be spending a million dollars a month trying to stay afloat. And if you don't go ahead and make the tough call and bite the bullet, you would just be that much further in personal debt. Yep. I know from experience, okay? How yeah, and the, and the thing is, is that debt. Perry last time, Herman, four years ago, remember he got out, a lot of people thought he almost got out too fast. Right. He had, I think it was over $3 million still in the bank that he held on to. Right. Because I think he decided four years ago he did not want to pull it out of his own pocket or find yeah. some other way. So it wouldn't surprise me too much for him to do a similar kind of thing this time. But again, too early to say that, just the basic story is his uh, he's short on money right now, and Rick Perry is no longer paying his campaign staff. And you said that Rick Santorum also is having some money trouble he based has, upon yeah. what you have found. Yeah, that, and that was reported on last week. I have to say I was surprised. Santorum came walking through the media center last week at the debate in the morning yeah. and wouldn't stop to talk to us. And I oh. thought to myself, you know what? You need every every second oh. of airtime you can get. And his aide was like, no, 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 he can't talk, he can't wow. talk. Wow. Okay, fine. He was he was afraid you were going to ask him about how the finances are Well, we might have like asked him a bad question, but you know what? That's where you are, and you got to take anything you can get at that point in time. Hillary going after Trump and Marco Rubio. What's yep. that about? Well, I mean, Hillary going after Trump seems logical. I mean, uh, she actually she had a news conference yesterday when she was in New Hampshire. And I have to say, Herman, after watching her... I still don't get why they don't let her do more Q&As with reporters. She was very relaxed. Yeah, I know that uh, you know issues might come up that they don't want to uh, discuss, but it still seems to me that's the best way to deal with that kind of stuff is just yeah. to put her out there. She's very much at ease when dealing with reporters, but obviously they have made a decision they don't want to do that on a regular basis. She not only you know dinged Trump over the whole Megyn Kelly, Fox News debate, etc. thing, but she specifically went after the Republicans on abortion and then went after Marco Rubio on the issue of did he does he oppose the exceptions to anti-abortion law? You know, usually you have an exception in there that says abortion, spending money on abortion would be OK in the cases of rape, incest or if the life of the mother is in danger. That's the Hyde Amendment language from many years ago that's still there. Uh, Rubio made plain that he did not support that, and so I think the Democrats see that as an opening to use abortion as a wedge issue against the Republicans and against Rubio. What it tells me by singling Rubio out is they're still looking to sort of jab at him. You know, there's been a few stories that uh, the, the Democrats look at Rubio and see someone they're somewhat worried about, and I think the Rubio people last night sort of puffed their chest out and said, see, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton came after us. 
Interestingly enough today, Donald Trump, in his whirlwind uh, uh, phone interviews that he did on a number of networks this morning, was asked about abortion, and he said he's for those exceptions. So that puts him at odds with many in the Republican field. Trump also said today that he is not for full defunding of Planned Parenthood, that uh, while he doesn't want money going to them uh, to deal with abortion, uh, he does not oppose money to going to them to help with uh, women's health with, under Medicaid. So Trump, again, cutting himself sort of a different and unique path within the Republican Party. Someone else might get re- labeled a rhino for some of those views, yeah. uh, but Trump has been able to play by a different set of rules so far, and he's still with a commanding lead in the polls. Yeah, that's what has a lot of the pundits confused, as you know. But I think he's tapping into not only some anger, he's tapping into uh, a fighting spirit on the part of some people. Sure, but I, I think people are going to have to remember that a, a fighting spirit does not agree with them on all things. Exactly. And what I find is interesting is is that the GOP leadership may not agree with them on all things either, but it's okay for Trump. <laughs> I tell you, like a guy said on the report that I saw last night, they don't... Uh, Laura Ingram said it best. We're going to have to just let this play out. Uh, yeah. No, listen, and I let think anybody who thinks that Trump is going to just tip over tomorrow is no. mistaken. I don't see that happening. I think he's going to be around for a while. Now, whether or not he you know, he stays at the top, that's a whole different issue. But what I find really interesting about Trump is still, uh, like last night, he was he was trolling Rand Paul on Twitter last night, calling him... Uh, well, I better if I'm going to say it, I better quote it accurately. But going after Rand Paul last night in a way that, you know, it was it was almost sort of schoolyard taunts more than anything else that he was doing it. And I think for a lot of people, that's fine, though. Again, I still have to note that I seem to be getting some some dissonant voices about that from a group, you know, sort of the social media group that I have on Twitter and Facebook who've been yes, yes for Trump. But in recent days, a little less so. Trump yesterday put out an Instagram video. It was only 15 seconds long, Herman. And yet in those 15 seconds, with a bed of circus music underneath, he managed to attack the first President Bush, the second President Bush, and Jeb Bush, all in 15 seconds. I have to wow. say that they uh, they used their time pretty well there. Uh, and the, it ended with this graphic that said in big block letters, the third time won't be a charm, referring to the Bush family. What he said about uh, Rand Paul was Donald Trump's uh, called, first he called Rand Paul truly weird, and then said he, quote, reminds me of a spoiled brat without a properly functioning brain. And I think for a lot of people, that's just fine. Let them have it. Uh, but we'll see if that works long term. Yeah, that's I all you can do is I laugh. hadn't seen that one, yeah. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, obviously, uh, he's not listening to any inv- advisors. No, no, saying, it's all Trump. And you know he controls his Twitter feed. Absolutely. Bit, okay. Yeah. Yep. You well, know, you, d- you don't have to go for the throat every time. No, you don't. But I think that's Trump, right? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. We all know people that you sort of sit back and you say, well, that's Mike. That's the way he is. You know, <laughs> that's Joe. That's what he does. They don't say that about you, James. Uh, no. You, well, this you is know, Donald just, Trump. No, just, what they what they say is, is they beat their fist on the uh, on the dashboard and say, why won't that guy uh, give us an opinion? That's what they say. But I think this is just Trump. You know, it's just the yeah. way he is. It's the way he's wired. 
and I don't see him changing it anytime soon. No. Uh, is it a winning strategy? That's a whole different issue for later down the line. Got to let it play out. John Kasich is on the campaign trip. He's going he, back to New Hampshire. Back in New Hampshire. He has for been a, advertising in New Hampshire. Yeah, he's been he? advertising there. He's been doing better in the polls there. I'd have to say right now, you know, looking at some of the new poll numbers, you'd have to figure that Carly Fiorina is going to jump up to the top 10 for the next debate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm sort of thinking... Chris Christie might be on the bubble. You know, if Kasich stays going up, he might. Uh, K- uh, Christie might be the one that's in trouble. CNN this next time they're going to have the full top ten, but now that second debate, it's going to be without Gilmore. It'll be six people, and they'll be held back to back. So you won't have the the several hours in between uh, them. Uh, okay. There'll be one, and then the next one. Right. Uh, that'll after be it. interesting. Yeah. Doing it back. I kind of like that. So that'll be at the Reagan Library on September the 16th. Very good. Well, thanks, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. All right. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. The, the experience and results you trust. trust. Herman Cain. He just has a good message and good conservative point of view. Solutions for a better America. Who would have thunk it that the presidential race would be this interesting this early in the race? Coming up, rapid fire. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.